Right now on VFN TV, the foundation of Christianity and the foundation of America, what they have in common. Also, $7 trillion in debt. Is that the true debt of the world? And what is the state of our economy after the 2016 elections? And what are they talking about? Are everybody's pension plans about to go to zero? Right now on VFN TV. Welcome to VFN TV and the daily VFN radio program where we're keeping the conversation light. That's L. speaking on my behalf, but he said what's missing is the urgency of your voice. These megachurches are really cognizant not to offend people, and they're really careful when they get up and preach to people that everybody leaves out there feeling really good. Preachers refuse to preach on the coming of Jesus Christ. Where's the urgency? I have never seen America in the place where we are right now. If you think that all the persecution is going to remain in Iraq against the Christians, you better think again. It's already coming into this country right now. If we don't tell people what they need to hear, God's going to hold us accountable and their blood will be on our hands. Whenever we preach, we've got to preach with an urgency in our voice that we need to be right with God if anything should happen to us. There's things right now in motion that may change our nation almost overnight. And for me to stand here and act like everything's all right, I can't do that. The politicians in Washington may can do that and lead you to believe that everything's gonna be okay. But in the house of God, there's got to arise a siren that says, Blast, 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 attention, attention, attention. Things are changing and they're changing quickly. We've got to have preachers in the pulpit that will say, watch out, warning, warning, red light, warning. People know something's going on in the Middle East. They know something's going on in Iraq, in Iran, in Damascus. They know about Iran. And people that's not even scripturally literate are trying to answer these things and they're missing in a million miles. And God's saying to the preachers, get up and tell them. It's time to talk about what God's doing. People are seeking the Lord. People are seeking Christ. And if they don't find him in the church, where are they going to find him? Got an invitation to come back and the Lord laid on my heart. And that's when Mr. Tuart asked me about, did you have a dream? And I did. He told me about the coming storm. And as I'm about to go into prayer, I just want to say the Lord had on my heart. I said, I'm not going to share it unless somebody asks me to come. And of course, uh, Commissioner Barry asked me to come. And I said, this is it. I was going to share it. That there's another level about to happen. Riots are coming. Riots in the streets are coming. And if we're not careful, uh, shortly after the next election, the anger will mount so much that we'll end up having martial law declared. Loss of life is taking place. If we stay on this road, it's not going to be pretty. It's not, I mean, it's not going to be just us morphing into some socialist, you know, uh, type of uh, country. It's going to be, I think, worse than what was experienced in Nazi Germany in dialogue trying to understand because i believe what happened there was a dress rehearsal for what the devil's trying to do in the whole world i think the way the world is going the way the u.s is going i think there's going to come a time and it's probably be sooner than later when what i do in a public forum is going to be labeled as a hate crime some disturbing news from Russia. President Vladimir Putin signed a law outlawing evangelism and cracking down on house churches. The laws forbid evangelism outside of churches and other religious sites. That means people can't even share their faith in their homes or even on the internet. Well, you don't think God could put a tyrant over America? You don't think God could put a tyrant that oppresses the church? What have we been doing? What have we been doing as a church? Our power doesn't come from some self-declared savior promising that he alone can restore order as long as we do things his way. We don't look to be ruled. God is just. You think this last seven years has been tough? This eight years have been tough? That's just Jehoiakim. 
Zedekiah is right on the on the precipice of coming to pass in this nation. We're not going to make it through the times that are coming without being his disciples and more. Without growing up into our purpose. And that so happens that communism is a system that I disagree with philosophically. I would not prefer to live under a communist system. Uh, I happen to feel that the great moments of history have been those moments when individuals have been left free to think and, uh, and to act. Welcome to VFN TV. I'm Greg Lancaster, and joining me just a moment is Steve Kalaszewski. Could you believe that? A $700 trillion true debt of our nation. We're going to be talking about that in just a moment. But first, you know, when you think about when you ask somebody, what is the foundation of Christianity? Many people say many things. But here is Steve Dace nailing it and helping us to understand really what is the foundation of America. Let's take a look. When I go around the country, if I teach in churches or I speak in churches or I preach in the church where I go to back home, if I ask believers, what is the foundation of the Christian faith? Almost every time they're going to tell me it's the Bible. No, it's not. Christ is the foundation of the Christian faith. Paul says, if Christ isn't raised, then your preaching is in vain. You're all still dead in your sins. Christianity is about God supernaturally wove his hand into history to roll a stone away and bring a dead man back to life. Did that fact happen or not? If it did, then the Bible is the clarification of how we are, the de- how, how we are to then live in light of that fact. If it didn't happen, then we don't, we, we're free agents to free and make this up as we go along. The, the, the Christianity's foundation is Christ. The clarification is the Bible. That is the relationship, I believe, between the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. The Declaration of Independence is the foundation of America. There is a God. Our rights come from him. Government's only responsibility is to protect and preserve those rights so we can reach our God-given potential. And that's it. That's it. That's all there is. There isn't any more. That's it. And then the the inevitable, inevitable questions that come along when we have conflicts. How do we resolve those things? The Constitution clarifies those conflicts. But the Declaration is the foundation. How often is that foundation ever uttered, ever, by any conservative? I just just gave this speech Sunday. I wish you would have been there because it was that. There's six points in the Declaration. And the Declaration of Independence has those six points, and that's all you need to know. That is the spirit mm-hmm. of America. The Constitution is the framework on how to protect right. that idea. Um, and, and we miss that. And progressives have tried to destroy the Declaration. And we don't have a Declaration. The, the, the conservatives are supposed to be saying, what is a conservative? Well, that we hold these truths to be self-evident. Right. All men are created, they're endowed by their creator with certain rights that are unchangeable. Those rights come from God. The government is established to be able to protect those rights. That is their main duty, protect those rights. Mm-hmm. That, the, that the laws are all based in natural law and uh, the laws of nature and nature's God. So the laws out of the Bible, the big 10 commandments, Mm -hmm. and what you witness in nature, you can protect yourself because a bear can protect itself. So why can't I? Um, Nature's laws, nature's God. And the last one is, if a government becomes hostile to that, you have the right to abolish it and reestablish a new government that will protect those rights. I mean, that's it. That's the whole idea of America in a nutshell. The whole idea of America was when they took the moment and said, we've got to do this. We've got to declare our independence from the king, from Great Britain. That was the Declaration of Independence. And a byproduct of that was the Constitution, which came later. But it was that where the American Revolution began. And so often we're thinking, you know, it's the Constitution. We're, We're finding people that are arguing about the Constitution and 
trying to get Supreme Court judges in to be able to change the Constitution, but that they're neglecting our founding document, which is the Declaration of Independence, which says all of our rights come from God. Government's responsibility is to protect our rights. And so we got to begin to get familiar again with the, or the Declaration of Independence that was signed in 1776 when they begin to say, this is it. You know, we're going to declare our independence. Well, we're going to go right into understanding, and I'm going to say it right this time, $700 trillion of worldwide debt. That's what exists. $700 trillion of worldwide debt. Because we're going to talk about the state of the economy now and where we're going. Some of the reports are, what we're talking about, is that pension plans, that people that work 30, 40 years as police officers, teachers, and this type of thing, that your pension may be going away based on some of the things that we're hearing about the finances and the economy and where we are. But first, let's get a real look. We're going to listen to Rick Joyner speaking specifically about what the Lord showed him about where we are and where we're going with Jim Baker. Let's take a look. So here, if there is going to be a turning, if there is going to be a repentance and a turning back to God uh, in our country, I think God's going to give us a lot more time and things are going to be better than ever. In if spite turn, of the way if, if we turn back to God. Yeah, I mean, He can fix things. He, there are some ways that we're in an impossible situation in the natural. Uh, you know, you know, four, I think it's four years ago, what was it? The uh, International Monetary Fund estimated our debt at over $60 trillion, a real debt. Then they came back a short time later and said it's over $102 trillion, and now it's gone way up. They said, one of the things they said, if you taxed Americans 100%, they couldn't pay this. There's no way this can be paid. You know, so there are things they've got to give. Uh, we have world, the, all the world, uh, the value of all the world's goods put together right down to everybody's rings and shoes and everything was estimated to be about $350 trillion. Well, world debt's over $700 trillion. <laughs> So, I mean, we're upside down. Totally. You know, we're, the world is in default. Yes. It, it really right. is. And, uh, yeah. But, you know, all of this is nothing for God to pay. I mean, even right. the whole world's a speck of dust in His universe. Yeah. You know, and sure. uh, but if we turn back to God, He will heal us. Yes. And we have a purpose and a destiny. Yes, we do. We are in Scripture. America is in Scripture. And uh, we have a purpose and we have a destiny mm -hmm. that I don't think we've yet fulfilled. Mm -hmm. But it's going to take an absolute miracle on the level of a, the Red Sea partying for us to get out of the place we boxed ourselves into. But that's what Jubilee is. Yeah, we may get back to a point where it's okay. Forgive all debt. Forgive. We can't do this. We can't do this. Just everybody's back to zero. Let's start again. And this has happened in a so number God of really countries. So God really had a good idea. Yeah. With Jubilee. Absolutely. It's His the only way out for this. Way. It's the only way and, out. And he not only everybody has their debt released, but they get their inheritances back. Mm. It's a restoration of inheritances. But we, uh, now one point on God's judgment. We as a nation can't get away with things other nations get away with. And we've been trying to do things like other nations. When the Lord's, I mean, he said to those, some of the most righteous cities in Israel, Sodom is going to have it better in the judgment than you. And if the miracles had been done there that were done in you, Sodom would have repented and lasted until today. They would still be here. He was going to, and he said, they're going to have it easier in the judgment than you are. Why? Because the level of judgment is not just based on the level of evil, but it's based on the level of light that is rejected. The Lord had come to Israel. He had come to those righteous cities. They didn't repent. Look at what they reject. Now look at what America's rejected. Look at the light we've been given right. that we've had. Yes. And look how far we've fallen. Wow. Look at the depravity of what's being manifested in Planned Parenthood and all these other uh -huh. things. And we're flaunting perversion. Flaunting. Our nation, our uh -huh. government is not just uh -huh. celebrating perversion that we that God not only calls sin, but uh -huh. an abomination. Yes. And uh, <clears throat> we're not going to get away with it. But I see signs of awakening. 
hmm. repenting and turning back to God. It's just, you think about that. I mean, if you added up all the gold, including your rings and every piece of value that you have on the face of the earth, it comes to about $300 trillion, but there's $700 trillion of debt in the world right now. Crisis is coming to the world. Of course, you know, God's all about jubilee and rebooting, resetting and replenishing, but we have to turn to God in the context of that. But we're about to hear very specifically from Chris uh, uh, Martinson about what is the economic broadcast for the world, for America. Even so many people right now, this is what I, this is what I heard the Lord speak to me the other day is, people who don't have a pension pay attention. So many people are trusting in their money, in their retirement, in their 401k, and their union re, uh, retirement pensions. But what if that went away? What if it just disappeared? Well, that is what we're going to be talking about after this break. Make sure you join us after the break. TV, where we're keeping the conversation light. Follow us online at VFNTV.com. We'll be right back. Everybody yes. will love it. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. I mean, when you love the Word of God, I mean, it's exciting in your abiding time. By the way, beginning to abide now. Mm. Learning how to abide with God is so important because he says, apart from abiding in me, Jesus said, you can't even do any of this. And we have a simple plan for you. It's at iabide.org. You know, most people want to abide. They want to spend that time with God, but they, they need a plan. We have a free plan for you. It's at, it's at iabide.org. You just fill out that little simple request thing. It comes right to you in your email, and it's a great step-by-step -step how you can begin to abide with him. Listen, you want to begin to hang out with the king since his kingdom is manifesting. Right. It's going it's to be the greatest thing he's ever done in the face of the earth. It's about to happen. You want to know the king. I want to thank you so much for joining us here on VFN TV and the Daily Radio program. Every single day we are on the air talking to the world and encouraging you by bringing the light, keeping the conversation light. And we also talk to you in many different ways as well. One way is at the VFN Torch. If you go to VFNTV.com and click on the torch, our program that we have for years now with all these pertinent topics of the day plus things that you need to know is right there for you where you can go back and, and educate yourself on a particular matter. You can share things with a friend. You can listen to us and, and in addition in SoundCloud as well. You can share things audibly with other, other listeners out there and other viewers and friends. There's just so much available to you at VFNTV.com. In addition, think about this. It's we come to you in the air, broadcasting in the air, in your pocket, which is on mobile devices and online. We're all over the world and we wanna be able to bring encouragement to you. And we do that one way with our app. You can go to uh, your app, Apple App Store, you can go to Google Play Store and, or your Windows Store and, and get your app and download it. The, the app is called VFN TV. Of course, you go to VFNTV.com. We have our little uh, area there. You can pick which app you want to be able to download. It's just so exciting to know that no matter where you are, we want to be able to encourage you. I don't know if you knew about this, but also you can sign up for our Torch newsletter. We have a gift for you for doing that. You just go to vfntv.com in the upper right-hand corner and fill out that little information and immediately a free gift will come to you. One of them is prudent preparation. Hopefully it's going to come to you and teach you how to probably prepare for the day, uh, what's happening in our culture today and how to think outside the box. And it's just something we want to be able to give to you, plus some other gifts as well. And I also want to make sure that you have a chance to be able to become a VFN TV partner. We have a whole partners area just to say thank you. It's a it's special areas, special events, green room, things we have available just to give our partners, just to be able to say thank you. Imagine anytime you can log into the partners area. Why? Because you partnered for any dollar figure at all to be able to, to, to just say thank you. Things you can share with your friends as well. Also, we have VFN Kingdom Business Partners, a whole nother area to be able to focus on the seven spheres of culture. Just very encouraging. And finally, I want to encourage you, maybe your business, maybe you want to become a business sponsor. Um, those are the ones that are standing with us, that want to keep the conversation light, that want to impact their community, but also want to be able to share their business, their service, what they provide for their community. You can do that by going to vfntv.com. Thank you so much, and thanks for watching. Welcome back to VFN TV with your host, Greg Lancaster. Welcome back. Steve, this is amazing, man, when you're, you're seeing the state of the economy. We all the money in the down. world, all the money in the world, 
is $300 trillion is what Rick's saying. We'd only and come up to half. Only half, so we're yeah. upside down. And you know, people, are, we're about to hear from this particular man who is reportedly some, you know, has wisdom in the financial area, you know, Chris uh, Martinson, and he is saying very specifically that um, there's a reckoning coming, and mm-hmm. it's only gonna come, the day it's gonna come is when people actually realize how bad it is, what Rick, Rick just r- just said. That's and bad. it's like people just assume tomorrow's gonna be the same, the normalcy mm-hmm. factor. But we're gonna go right to it. This is an interview that Glenn is having with Chris. We wanna be able to hear, begin to hear today, what is the state of the economy and is your pension in danger? Remember, you know, we're not financial advisors, so we're not giving you financial advice and neither are they. But prophetically, we need to be aware mm-hmm. that you can have money in your account and it could be worth $100 today, but, and it could stay there, the same amount of money can stay there, but the value can drop and maybe it can only, that whole $100 can only buy a dollar's worth. It's almost like the book of Revelation, right? When you talk about that, you know, a whole. As Venezuela. Uh, well, even in, you know, a whole thing of bag of gold can't even buy bread. So that's a value of money changing back and forth. As a matter of fact, let's go there now. Chris Martinson of PeteProsperity.com is, is probably, he is the guy I have been looking for for probably 20 years, 15 years at least, who sees the world in a similar way that I do um, and can actually explain it um, and explain what is coming, explain why it's coming, how it's coming, and possibly what it looks like on the other side. Um, he's been on with us a couple of times, uh, but because of contracts, um, he couldn't. And so we figured out a way to get him into a contract with us. And we're grateful that he is with us. And I have big plans for him to be able to teach, to teach us exactly how this all works and what possibly is coming and, um, how we should, and what we should be aware of. Welcome to the program, Chris, how are you, sir? Why, Glenn, I'm doing very well. Thank you for that kind introduction. Um, Chris, tell me, I, I, was, uh, I was watching the stock market on uh, election night, and it cratered almost 1,000 points. And then it turned around, and it took off. Can you tell me, uh, this makes me really nervous because nothing has changed. It's all just all on speculation, and, and it's already a giant bubble. Can you tell me, is there any good news here happening? Is this all bad? What is this? Well, uh, you know, Glenn, I get to hobnob with a lot of people who've been in, um, say, running hedge funds for 30 years. And uh, the more experience people have in this so-called market we have right now, the more confused they are. And I think to understand this market, what we have to do is, is... Step away from the signals that the prices are trying to send us and and back up and note that the world's central banks have put $16 trillion into the punch bowl. And that's going to create a lot of money sloshing around looking for things to do. So what we saw on election night is very concerning because it saw money running away from the stock market, the U.S. stock market, in a big, big way and then stampeding back in in a big, big way. Those are not healthy signs of a healthy market, and uh, I, I will lay the blame for such weird conditions at the, at the feet of the central banks. So, okay. so, so that's something I, we have to understand. I didn't realize that we were already at $16 trillion. That is, digi- they don't call it printing, they call it quantitative easing. But in the old days, if they would have done exactly what they did, they would have had to print this money, and it's $16 trillion now? Yes, that's 16 additional trillion on top of what the central banks already had uh, printed out of thin air, as it were, or electronically created. Holy cow. Um, So there's rumor that the Fed is going to, they're talking about raising interest rates. And the reason why, and and tell me if this is uh, the right explanation, the reason why the Fed increases interest rates is to suck some of that money back in so it can be destroyed. So inflation happens because there's too much money out there chasing too few goods. And so you raise the interest rates, which sucks that money back into the bank, back to the Fed, they destroy that money. Is there any interest rate that you can think of that wouldn't collapse the economy that could draw this money back in? 
No, it's really hard at this point. So here's where we are. The Fed is truly between a rock and a hard place. So here's the rock. The rock in this story is if they drive interest rates lower, like Europe has done, like Japan has done, endowments, pension plans, which are already hemorrhaging. Big story there about what's happening to pension plans, the Dallas police pension, California state pension, you name it. Uh, those are just dying on the vine here. So if any, the rock is lower interest rates. Those are going to kill savers. It's going to kill people on fixed incomes. It already is. That's a bad place to be. Okay, stop. The damage is already being done day by day there. Stop, stop, stop. Uh, Why is that happening? Why is that damage being done to savers and to pensions? Why, why is that happening? Well, it's happening because the Fed had this idea that if it made interest rates down 1% or 0%, that they could rescue the credit markets, which is a fancy way of saying make sure the big banks have healthy earnings income. So they did that. But so far, savers, because remember you used to get 5% uh, on your savings account, like if you had yes. money in the bank, yes. you got 5% just because it was in the bank. Now you get, what, a half a percent on a six-month CD, something mm-hmm. like that. Well, what happened? Where did that 5% go? Where, what happened to it? Well, that was a trillion dollars of interest income that has not gone to savers. But where did it go? Because, see, the Fed is a distributor. It's not, it doesn't create anything. It distributes. So it drove interest rates down, and it crushed your savings account and my savings account's interest income. So we didn't get it. Well, who got it? Oh, the banks got it because they make the money on uh, having a steeper yield curve, as they say, or interest rates driven down. That really helped the big banks, didn't help savers. So that's also really crushed pension plans because they tend to keep a lot of their money in bonds. They're getting 0% on those bonds. They're expecting, requiring, needing, Glenn, to get 7 or 8% just to meet their obligations. Oh They're not getting it. And every day that they have to live with 0% on their bond portfolio is another day closer to death for those uh, for those. So plans. when people hear about the bond market, because I've heard this for a long time, that the bond market is about to crash, blah, 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 the bond market, the bond market. What you're really saying is anybody, especially in a union, anybody who has had their money in some sort of a mutual fund or bonds and they're getting, they were getting the, their retirement from that investment, teachers, unions, even some of our 401ks, that's all going away because that, that could collapse. Is that right? That's absolutely correct. So if we can just take one example, uh, Chicago, poorly run, terrible. You know, they gave away way too much. You know, the, the, let, let's not get into why they got into so much trouble. But they, they had... Uh, their plans are so underfunded that the statistic I heard is that to just make the fireman's pension in Chicago whole, meaning this could pay out all of the pension promises it's made to already retired and soon to be retired firemen in Chicago, they would have to put a one-time $50,000 per household tax in order to make that one plan solvent. Oh my God. And of course, they're not doing that. They can't do that, so nobody talks about it. But that, when we don't talk about these things, they don't go away. So we get to experience them as part of the political upheavals that we're seeing, which are people saying, hey, you've sucked all the economic oxygen away from me, and it hurts. And so, while they were doing that, it went to a very tiny minority uh, you know, who are well-connected in this story. So, Chris, what I'm, what I'm concerned about, and I think if people understand what is happening and you understand okay the bond market goes down most people hear oh well, that's something about wall street and i don't really care because i'm not connected well yes you are on on bonds and mutual funds most of us are directly um connected to those especially in retirement when that happens who is in charge and what we do and how we hold our nation together is really important. How do we hold a nation together? First of all, is there a way out to make that work? And B, uh, if it doesn't work, how do we hold a society together that feels now that they've had their retirement and their life savings stolen from them? Well, the first part is, until and unless you recognize the problem exists, 
you can't get started on talking about what you might do about it. This is a giant issue that's in front of everybody's eyes. I talk to people who actually run big pension plans. They're screaming about it. You know, it just doesn't have traction. Politicians don't want to talk about it. It's too uncomfortable. But for people who are thinking, oh, well, if that happens, I don't have a public pension. To those people, I would say, well, you know somebody who does, right? This affects every community. It's going to affect all of us. And every teacher, support. every firefighter, every police officer, everybody, everybody who's in public service. And half of the nation is now in public service. It's a, it's a very big number. And so you get to part two, which is, well, what happens when, not if, but when we experience those losses? And the issue is, can we hold the nation together? Well, what you're hinting at there, which we all saw in the aftermath of this most recent election, there are real social consequences when you have people who have been economically marginalized or, in this case, damaged. It's a very real thing. So, so to some people, I've you know, said, Chris, oh, this election was really tough. It's, I can't imagine it being any worse. And I say, oh, oh my yeah. gosh, if you think this is the high watermark you're crazy. of our national distress, yeah. Come look at these charts with me because these charts say we're just getting started. When does this hit, Chris? Well, I think it, there's no, tip, you know, no math function. Uh, it hits when people finally recognize that it's a real issue. And we know it's a real issue, but critical mass of people are starting to, to catch on to that. Notice that uh, uh, in Dallas, I mentioned it already, but the Dallas police uh, retirement fund is so underfunded that police there are retiring as soon as they can and taking their lump sum distributions because they know it won't be there. And every time somebody does that, of course, it hurts that pension a little more, but it's the mm -hmm. only sane thing a retiring person could do uh, would do, be to do that. It's already uh, circling the drain. And just that one pension alone, if they had to try and make it whole, will break the budget of Dallas. And so if they try and make it, so then Dallas has to choose. Are we going to fix our bridges? Are we going to keep our schools open? Or are we going to pay off retired police officers? And that's just the police officer's pension. You know how they're going to choose. And then all those people have worked their whole lives with a promise of something that was never, no one was ever able. The, these unions and the politicians colluded and lied and knew if they would sit down with an actuary, that none of these things would actually happen, but they all just went along with it because it was politically expedient for them. That's exactly right, Glenn. And, and it, it, it is a, a tragedy that's coming, but it's right in our faces. And of course, the thing that you touched on there, I think is the most important, which is that sense of injustice. When people have been openly lied to, you've yes. broken that social contract on a number of levels. And then why should they stick to the rest of the social contract? That's, that's, right. that's really what's at stake here. It's really important. This is amazing. So officers, police officers in Dallas are saying, I want cash for my retirement. They want to pull it out. Why? If it stays in the pensions, based on what he's saying, it will just it spread out. There won't be enough money. And that's what people will enough. start doing. Of course, that actually facilitates even a faster crash. And then you have the devaluing of money as well. But listen, we're going to have more of this. we get back from the break. But we have this offer for you. And this offer, remember, it's our partners who stand with us on a monthly basis through prayer and finances. And we give you a gift. We have a gift we want to send you. But remember this, too. We have something that we give all of our partners. We have the Green Room, which is a place of special uh, events and things that happen just for our partners, including specials are there that only our partners get to be able to experience. One example of that is what happened at the prophetic summit that took place you know, with uh, Morningstar Ministries, where Pat and I were up there doing, a, a, it was an awesome event that's there, plus many, many messages just to say thank you to our partners. And by the way, we have a special offer for you right now for your partnership of any amount. Okay, today's offer for your partnership of any amount, remember, it's our partners that help keep us on the air. It's offer 2018. When your job becomes a job, learning how to deal with times of testing in your place of work and occupation. It's so easy to get caught up in our success, but even more so in times of crisis. No matter if, whether it's times of blessing or crisis, it's so important to never allow your attention or your heart to be turned away from the Lord. Job was a very blessed man who loved and honored God. He was a man of integrity. His business was reportedly worth over $5 million in today's value, but suddenly there came a time of testing that turned his job into a job. 
He had a personal, family, and financial, an occupational crisis followed by a physical crisis. Everything that could be tested was tested, but he remained faithful to God. This message will help you get a better perspective of times when you go through times of testing. Remember, he had a sevenfold return. Today's offer is offer 2018, when your job becomes a job. It's so simple to partner. Go to vfntv.com and click on partner now, or mail your gift to VFNTV to 6500 North Pensacola Boulevard, Pensacola, Florida 32505, or call us toll free at 844-408-3688. That's offer 2018, when your job becomes a job. Keeping the conversation light. Follow us online at vfntv.com. We'll be right back. What are students' rights in public schools concerning their faith? This is Law and Justice with Jay Sekulow. My daughter, she's in ninth grade at a public school, and uh, she was in a private school before that. She's uh, very vocal about her faith, and my question is, what are her rights? I thought I heard that there was a booklet or something. Well, we've got a great resource actually available, Mary, on our website that is kept very current. If you just go to aclj.org, great resources on students' rights in school. And students have broad free speech rights and religious expression rights on campus. Their students do not surrender the rights to freedom of speech at the schoolhouse gate. So they've got great, great free speech rights. The thing that can't be is disruptive to the school environment. That is the standard. So as long as it's not disruptive, they carry the day. The American Center for Law and Justice is here to defend our religious liberties. Learn more about the American Center for Law and Justice on our website at aclj.org. That's aclj.org. The word today is still and Paula Buxton from Columbia, South Carolina, who's in sales, wants me to talk about it. Paula, let me tell you a story. When my brother, who's two years and three months older than I am, and I were just kids, I'm talking about I was probably two and he was probably four, Grandpa Maxwell would come to our house and he'd put two folding chairs side by side and he'd hold up a quarter. And he'd, he would say to my brother and myself, if you boys can sit still for five minutes on that chair without wiggling, I'll give you a quarter. Now my brother, every time, got his quarter. Paula, not once. Not once did I get a quarter. I'd sit still for, I don't know, a minute, minute and a half, and then I'd have an itch, and I'd have to itch it, and I'd have a wiggle, and I'd have to go to the bathroom, and I couldn't sit still forever. And you're asking me to talk to you in a minute about sitting still? I couldn't even sit still for a minute. You see, leaders have a biased action, but let me just say this. There is great strength in stillness because that gives us time for reflection, allowing our soul to marinate with life. I think it's essentially important. It's just that uh, for a quarter, I could never do it. By the way, if you haven't gone to the VFN Torch Lady, you need to go to vfntv.com. And in the menu, it says VFN Torch. There's all types of aspects to be able to just quick information at a moment's notice. Any topic that you can imagine probably is in there. And a biblical perspective, you know, what's actually happening. But what does, what does the Word of God say about this, including prophetic words of knowledge and wisdom that has been shared? So if you get a chance, go to vfntv.com and click on the VFN Torch in the menu there. Welcome back to VFN TV with your host, Greg Lancaster. This is shocking, but what we've been Violence. talking about prophetically, now we're actually seeing the the analyzers come and say, this is what it is. Yeah. That, you know, the question is, you know, when will this crisis happen? When will this economic reality hit and pensions begin to fail? Well, it's happening now. He says they're just not getting traction. The people that run pensions, they're not getting traction, which means they're telling people and they're not listening. Yeah, they don't want to talk about it. And uh, so we have a day of reckoning coming in the context of that. But let's just continue on listening to Chris Martinson as he's talking specifically about where we are uh, economically mm -hmm. in America. Let's take a look. We're, we're back with Chris Martinson from uh, peakprosperity.com, a guy who is, um, we're, we're going to be working with a lot here to try to explain what's coming and what's happening so you are prepared. And as you start to see what he lays out, you'll understand why I have been 
so stressed in the last uh, few years. Um, and I hope not to pass that stress on to you by giving you some things that you can actually do with Chris. Now, Chris, I want to just, I want to ask one thing that I don't think I'm alone in. You just, I asked you, when does this hit? And you said, well, when everybody finds out about it, that's when it crashes. And I thought to myself, then why the hell are you on radio telling everybody about this? Let's just keep this to ourselves. <laughs> oh, I wish we could, but it's, it does have a, a math function all on its own. It is running and, you know, the pensions are uh, running out. That's just one side of this story. But, you know, the larger piece, Glenn, when I back up is I say, look, here's the larger story that's, that's very difficult to explain. It confronts a lot of belief systems. It makes people very unhappy, but it's this. We can't have infinite growth on a finite planet. You know, you just you run into limits sooner or later, and people have figured that out locally with maybe water in California or, you know, there's no more soil to, to plow because it's all in use in, in Indiana or whatever the story is. But, but we have an economic model that's been growing and growing and growing, and now the world is in competition, and this is the larger tapestry that I think your, your audience really deserves to know, which is, look, the United States is not alone in the world. There's now China over there. We've got Europe. We've got India coming on board. Everybody's kind of looking for the same uh, resources that exist out there. So that's a, a, a grand game of chess that's going to be playing out. And I don't say that to make people anxious. I say that because if you have that information and, here's the important and, and you take actions to make your life more resilient and do something, then that's positive. So if I will, all you know is stuff that makes you upset, then you're just anxious and that's no good at all. Right, and, so, that's, and that's why I've wanted to work with you um, because I, I'm tired of hearing, first of all, nobody can explain this stuff and you do a great job of explaining it. And second of all, nobody has an answer for the average person. So let's go back to the bonds for a second. If I'm an average guy, I've been a police officer my whole life and I'm gonna retire in the next five years, do I take my retirement right now? Absolutely. And I do it in a lump sum? Yes. Even though that is, I mean, I mean, that's, I mean, you have that right to do it, but you're going to collapse it even faster. Well, your choice includes, um, you know, this is just, again, this, this isn't a, I'm not saying this is an ideal situation, but uh, for you, the individual, the only sane way to play the game is either t you can take the money out and receive some benefit from it, or everybody takes the, you know, gets nothing from it eventually. So it, it's just how it plays out. And, um, you know, I, none are so poor as those who only have money. So my story is never just about the money, that this resilience story has to go well beyond into something I heard you talk about just before we, we went to the break, which was, your social capital, who you know and how well you know them, is going to be a very important determinant. And there's a lot of steps people can take to make their lives more resilient. But for now, in the way the money system is set up, you absolutely want to do everything you can to protect your wealth as much as possible. How fragile, you know, I thought that this market in this country was much more fragile than it is. Um, we have, I've been you know, I've been saying this since 2004 or six that this, you know, first the housing bubble. And I thought 2008 would have been the big one. And I think it would have been had we not bailed it out with TARP and everything else. I think now we've made things much worse by all the bailouts and all the bogus money and everything else. Is the next burst of the bubble as bad as I think it will be? Um, and or is there another tarp that is uh, it will buy us some more time? I'm going to come back with your answer here in just a second. Chris Martinson from peakprosperity.com, uh, who is uh, now a member of our team, uh, a guy who I have literally been looking for, a guy like this for at least 15 years, a guy that sees the world in the same way that I do, can explain it, and also um, uh, can give us options of what do you do about that? Uh, and it's taken us a while to be able to uh, work out a deal so he could come on because he had complex contracts, but we are so thrilled that he's a part of our team now. Uh, and uh, we're gonna hopefully sit down soon, Chris, and, and work out some things um, to get you very involved in uh, glenbeck.com and uh, the Glenn Beck Radio Show to be able to teach some of these things um, because uh, I think people will understand why I'm so concerned and stressed out because nobody is explaining this stuff 
to them in a way they can understand. Uh, and I think people on the business shows on TV, correct me if I'm wrong, are living an absolute illusion or delusion. Uh, no correction necessary. It, it's, it's a self-delusion. Uh, it's astonishing. And here's the funny part about this, Glenn. You know, when I talk with some of these people, they're public. They have the same public and private positions, right? Publicly, they say what they say. I get them behind closed doors and I say, uh, do you really believe that or how concerned are you? And some of these people, uh, some of the wealthiest people I know have jets ready to take them to literally bunkers in Switzerland. I can, can I tell you something, Chris? I find it reprehensible. I can't tell you how many people who are on television saying everything is fine have said to me off air, I can't say this, Glenn, but keep saying it. I, uh, the same thing. I've got, a, I've got a Gulf Stream ready to go. Really? Well, thanks a lot. You're telling mm -hmm. us something opposite of what you're doing. And they just, they don't, they believe that if they say this, then people will panic and it will be over a lot faster. And I think they never say this, but I think they think there's more money to be taken off of the table. Uh, I think that's part of it. There's a lot of self-interest. Can I tell you one of my most disappointing moments in a person's career is what I call the retirement speech. Say a senator, finally on the retirement day, they tell you everything they never said yep. while they were actually yep. in a position to do anything about it. And then I don't care anymore. I don't care if you tell me how far off the rails the country has gone now that you're retiring. What a, what a weak way to go out. Come on. You know? So, Chris, the, the, the bubble that I think uh, was coming in 2008, I started talking about an 0406, and it was the housing bubble. And I said, it's going to be Great Depression style. And it turns out it wasn't. I didn't figure in TARP. Now, I think what we've done because of TARP and money printing and everything else, I personally think it is Western world depression or even worse, uh, a game-changing uh, kind of scenario. A, do you agree with that? And B, um, uh, what does it look like? And C, is there a tarp or is there something that changes that that I don't see? Absolutely, I agree with the position. I was a very vocal critic of all the bailouts, uh, in particular bailing out places like Goldman Sachs at 100 cents on the dollar for their bad bets with AIG, Citigroup. These were uh, badly run organizations that needed and deserved to go out of business. Uh, they didn't. They were rescued. And because of that, Glenn, I think that that was an opportunity to take a painful fall from a, a ladder, but we were four rungs up. Uh, now, because the Federal Reserve and TARP and all the bailouts, what we've gotten is we're about 20 rungs up the same ladder now much more painful fall and, and, and may even be uh, worse than that. So the next crisis is going to be bad, and they're going to fight it tooth and nail because they believe in their heart of hearts that it could be a lights-out crisis if they don't. And I understand how they got there. Remember, 2008, we had to wait a year and a half when, when Hank um, Paulson's memoirs came out and Mervyn King, then the Bank of uh, England governor, they came out and said, guys, we were like three or four hours from a systemic banking collapse that could have wiped the world out. That's what they were thinking, right? So what do you think they're thinking today when everything that was in place then is still in place but larger? Do we have fewer derivatives? Is sovereign debt lower? Uh, all of this, no, is the housing bubble, where is it? It's right back where it was. So we're, or worse. what they did is they pumped the credit markets up, and it was a double fingers crossed moment. They were saying, please, growth, please, please, will growth come and bail us out? Didn't come. And that's where we are at this awkward moment of the Fed saying, ah, we think we need to raise rates. They're like, guys, too little, too late, and you're going to do it into a weakening environment, not a strengthening environment. Never been done before. Good luck with that. Does it require a massive shock? Does it require an event or could this just happen? Well, it's a very complex system. So it could be either. It could be the German finance minister says something wrong and some trading algorithm picks it up and starts the ball rolling. Who knows? Um, you know, we've seen the signs, Glenn, where the market has these really unstable moments. So I, I watched this market very closely. I remember a year ago in August, when the Chinese currency devalued by 3%, that was the day we had the Dow down another 1,000% in response. I was like, wait, what? The Chinese currency went down 3%, now the U.S. stock market's falling like a stone? That level of, of that's the kind of market we have now. It's kind of unstable, and I think that's why there's so much fear out there 
particularly amongst, Glenn, the people I know who know these markets best. They're the ones who happen to have the Gulf Stream spooled up and, and uh, ready to go, as it were. What does it mean for the average person, Chris, and how do we prepare? So the average person really has to have the context. Look, if you don't know what's happening or why, you're going to be uh, shocked. You're going to be confused. You won't know what to do. Uh, you need to have a plan before you need the plan. Uh, so what, what I advise people to do is first get the context, get educated. It's not that hard, but you can't, you're not going to get it off of CNBC. You're not going to get it out of the Wall Street Journal. So you've got to get the context, see what's happening, and then decide for yourself what steps you're going to take. Because in my world, Glenn, the, 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 we mentioned it once, but if I'm feeling anxiety or I'm feeling fear, it's because my thoughts and my actions aren't aligned and fear lives in the gap. So close the gap. You can't change what you know, so change your actions. And there's lots of things people can do to secure their finances uh, and to make themselves more resilient and uh, to just begin to understand that we're going to have to be a little bit more responsible for our futures than maybe we have been up to this point. But I think that's a good thing. And people can find a lot more fulfillment and purpose and a higher quality of life uh, nothing that would surprise my great-grandfather. He'd be like, yeah, you're living how people have always lived, yeah, uh, a little bit closer so, and uh, so, in connection. So then tell me, what, what, what do you do? I mean, you know, do I have cash? Do I have gold? Do I get out of the stock market? Do I leave it in and just try to, um, you know, if I'm younger and leave it in and weather this storm, will I be completely wiped out? Do I put it all in gold and, you know, whiskey? Um, what, what do you... Because when I get to this point and I talk to financial people, they all say, well, Glenn, if, you're, if you really believe that there's a massive Great Depression meltdown and there's a possibility that the American dollar goes, um, you know, then I can't help you. There's no scenario for that. Well, I, I hope the American dollar doesn't go, but I think that's kind of the way we're going. We're going towards a one world currency, one world kind of, or at least a Western world um, uh, digit uh, over a, an actual currency, it seems. What, what do I do? Well, I, you know, it, everybody's got a slightly different story. So let me tell you what I did. Um, I uh, took almost all of my money out of the stock market, out of the bond markets. I have a pretty good chunk in gold and silver at this point in time. Two words. I, have, I own them for separate reasons. And I own my home free and clear because I had the capability to do that. I have a lot of cash built up and I'm waiting. And I have a list of things that I would really like to own at some point because my model, the thing I believe is going to happen, there will be another crisis. The Federal Reserve will overreact. They're gonna, you, you ask, do they have another uh, arrow in their quiver? Sure they do. It's a quantitative easing for Main Street. You'll recognize it as either a complete tax holiday courtesy of the Treasury Department, which the Fed funds with freshly printed money, or maybe it's a check that shows up in your bank account straight from the Fed. I don't know. But money comes to us, and that's when I've told my people, that's when you run. You do not walk. You run to buy the things that are on your plan, your, the things that you've identified. It so lines up with what God's been saying prophetically that was going to take place. And the Lord showed me in a vision all the paper money being mm -hmm. being removed from use and all of a sudden things digitizing. And he's sitting here saying, as he's talking to uh, to um, uh, Chris, Chris he's saying, you know, we're going towards a one world digital economy. And, and then, he, then he says, well, maybe a Western or, well, that sounds like the Amero, exactly what Hillary Clinton was saying mm -hmm. in the debate when her speeches came out, according to WikiLeaks, that she was saying to Sachsman's, uh, Gold, Gold, Goldman, Sachs. Goldman Sachs or whoever that was, saying that we need like a one hemisphere, like North America, South America, like the Amero, Canada, all one economy. But when things start crashing, things start shifting and moving. There's one thing about wars and one thing's about economies. When they crash and things begin to happen, borders change. Mm -hmm. uh, things happen like uh, Declaration of Independence and new constitutions and you know, you know, big things start shifting. I think about this too, that you need to prepare. I mean, obviously, we, we're not giving you any financial advice, and neither is any part of this program. Mm -hmm. But you can actually prepare in one important way is to prepare personally and spiritually. And we have a, a gift for you. It's called Prudent Preparation. If you sign up today, right now, for the uh, Torch newsletter, you can go to vfntv.com.
upper right hand corner you have where it says sign up for the torch newsletter we will send you immediately once you sign up prudent preparation and you need to be prepared and it's it seems like the the common aspect of being prepared is you got to have 90 days mm -hmm. just 90 days of where you can just stay home relax you probably won't be watching tv i don't know <laughs> but whatever it is but you just you just got to be able to chill and just be calm it's like waiting for the hurricane to blow over because so many people are not listening you know the word scripture says you know, a prudent, a prudent man sees danger and prepares for it, and a, a fool keeps going and suffers that's for right. it. There's a lot of fools right now that are not listening, and you want to be somebody that's listening so you can be prepared. This storm is not meant for God's people. This is, has nothing to do with, with harming those of the Lord's, but it's about shaking the earth and teaching us, you know, God's exi God exists and teaching righteousness to the world. And so we're he hearing each of these words and it lines specifically up. If we're $700 trillion in debt for the world, and if we took all of our value, our money, our rings, everything that we had and added it up, and it's like $300 trillion, we owe more than exists on the face of the earth. One particular person was quoted, and we've got to go, is that he said if, you took America, if America had all the gold that existed in the world, just the gold, that's all we had, we could not continue in the lifestyle we have because we're living beyond the value of gold. We're mm. a blessed nation. I want to pray for you right now that God would just give you wisdom in these things and stay connected to VFN TV and VFN Torch at VFNTV.com. Father God, we love you. We thank you, God, that you're letting us know. We pray for each of these, these teachers and uh, law enforcement officers and those that have labored as civil servants, Lord God, and soldiers, Lord that their money, their, they would have a future, God, and you give them wisdom about what to do and when to do it, Father God, and that you would just uh, assure them of your perfect peace outside of everything that's happening in the natural. We have your kingdom, and we have you in our hearts and your kingdom, that we have perfect peace that passes all understanding, God. And we thank you that you're raising up new news sources that has truth, Father God, that truly cares, Lord. And we ask you, Lord, End abortion, send revival, send, send a third great awakening, we pray. In Jesus' name, God bless. Thanks so much for joining us. We want to give a special thanks to all of our sponsors and partners. Visit VFNTV.com and visit our sponsors for all of their contact information, phone numbers, web addresses, emails. Call them today. I'm your host, Greg Lancaster, and we're so glad that you joined us. Don't forget you can join us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Download our app and sign up for our newsletter, The Torch, at vfntv.com. I've enjoyed our time together. God bless. Hey, we're just talking about what you know, God is saying and some of the things that uh, sharing some words about um, a spiritual avalanche, this huge mindset and it's just so refreshing because you know you know when you're hearing from the lord and the things that 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 we've heard and i've heard is after a while you're just thinking like um i'd like to hear about something good you know i mean mm -hmm, right. is, is there something we prayed we prayed for a long time you know we pray um um we pray for a long time and part of one of the prayers that we were praying you know scripturally is like lord let us know your heart your feelings what you're thinking and and it came to a point it's like you know I don't think I want to know this anymore because it just felt so heavy and so broken. Yeah. And so I don't think I have the grace. I don't have the ability of my humanness to be able to even tap and barely to your emotions, mm -hmm. but I can't. And then we added to the prayer that you would give us grace to be able to handle this. And <laughs> yeah. he did. Yeah. And because we don't want to, you, you lose your relationship with somebody when you're not willing to feel their feelings, you know, what they're thinking and, and feeling and, and, and empathize with them. And so you want, don't lose your relationship and turn it over to religion. But in the context of that, God's heart's broken over all this. And then he began to tell us that, um, but if you're broken over this, it's nothing wrong with you. It's a good thing. As a matter of fact, he talks about it in Ezekiel and he literally put a, a sign in the sky for us after a, a time of seven days of prayer and fasting mm -hmm. that he, he says, uh, he says, go down there. Those that are broken over the situation, he's telling Ezekiel this and put a mark on them. Put a mark on them so when this storm comes, that it won't affect them. D did he not do that? I mean, yes, he did sir, that. Yeah. It's like, oh my goodness, thank you, Lord. And let you put a sky. It was in the sign in the heavens about mm -hmm. it. And and so if you're gods, and not if you say you're gods, understand that. Not if somebody tells you that you're gods. Gods apostrophe s, you know, you possessive that you are God's son or daughter. Is is that you know you're gods? 
You know what I'm saying? You're not, you're not like, I, I guess my pastor told me I'm saved. You know, I, yeah. I don't know. Um, this is prophet that told me I have a call on my life. And I, no, dude, you know Jesus. You know what I'm saying? You made him the Lord of your life. You abide, You hang out with him, not because you have to, because you desperately want to. You want to be able to spend time with him and know what he's thinking and, and all. And so you want to make that decision. If you haven't yet, we have a way to be able to help you do that at meetmyfather.org, meetmyfather.org. 